Welcome to yet another episode of uh, Umer Khan's podcast, uh, videocast, if I were to say. And uh, I wanted to follow up my previous two conversations with you folks uh, with uh, a meeting that I've been wanting to have with the gentleman who happens to be one of the first few individuals I met when I came to Texas. And I've told this to him, and I'm going to say this again, that one of the most fine individuals I have had the honor of uh, playing with, uh, knowing, and having the acquaintance uh, with. So without any further ado, my guest today, Mujib Khalil. For me, he's Mujib Bhai, so I'm going to go with Mujib Bhai. Uh, Assalamu alaikum, Mujib Bhai. How are you? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you, Marwe? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Thank you for the time. Or um, I would like to have you give us a brief introduction uh, for those who do not know you, uh, but which I'm sure a lot of people now do in Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. But uh, I would still want you to give us a brief introduction as to who's Mujib Khalil, and we'll take it from there, please. Well. Uh... Thank you very much. Uh, Mujib Kazi is my name that I go by our community. So I started joining uh, several charitable organizations, including forming one of our very own uh, by the name of Crescent Foundations. And then uh, start raising voice for the human rights violations in and around the world. Uh, and since then, I've been an activist, basically, uh, other than you know your uh, personal life. Uh, I am an entrepreneur and a businessman, um, have been in business for over 22 years, uh, have uh, you know, several business on the portfolio, but, uh, um, but my main passion has been to serving the communities uh, locally and internationally. And that's what I've been passionate about. And that's what people know me for. So very brief introduction, but uh, this, is, this is basically what it is. I did my master's actually in uh, from, from UT Arlington uh, back in the days. Uh, it's been almost in 15 years after finishing up my bachelor's. I did my MBA, uh, but I was already in business before having to acquire the degree. Uh, we do have our own um, cricket club because I'm, I'm a passionate sportsman. I uh, love to play sport. Uh, we have our own cricket club almost 12 years by now. Uh, the rest, you know it well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so let's let's get right into it. Um, you had briefly had an event uh, in uh, Keller, the walk that we had, and I'd like to start with that. How did that go? How was the response? And uh, how did the community respond uh, in terms of uh, making it peaceful also? Well, uh, we were very fortunate to have that many people pull up. Actually, it was uh, the protest was organized by uh, Ex students, high school students of uh, Keller School District, okay. and they started preparing preparation for, for about a week ago. And surprisingly, we were all surprised that, according to the police department, Keller Police Department, uh, there were about three thousand plus people showed up. That was something of unprecedented. No one has witnessed that before in the city of Keller. So that was very pleasing and very encouraging to see people standing up for the right cause. I mean, this is what make our country great is that when it comes down to serving justice to all and having peace, justice, and liberty for all, 
that's where uh, everyone comes out and and becomes the one voice. Uh, that was very encouraging, very pleasing. We had people from all walks of life, uh, social activists, religious organizations, politicians. It was our, even the organizers when they told us that they initially applied for the permit, mm -hmm. uh, anticipating maybe 30, 40 people the most. Wow. And it, it was just blown away. And uh, the Keller community actually deserves all the applause and the credit for them showing up and showing the spirit and standing up for the just and right. That was, that was amazing. Right. Was absolutely and bring a valid point, and it goes back to the leadership also, uh, the folks who are leading the whole thing. Now, you've been in this country for a while, uh, way longer than I have been, and you have seen that evolution, social evolution, in terms of uh, different uh, ethnicities, uh, you coming here, getting um, familiarized with the community and the society, and then how do you see it moving from when you came the whole, this whole thing with uh, racism, I'm gonna call it out. Unfortunately, uh, that is a problem that still does exist. Uh, we cannot root it out. Uh, the number of people are not much, but because unfortunately when something bad does happen, that gets the limelight. Uh, and there are so many good things that are happening uh, in our country, but those, good things don't get that much of an attention. But it was a horrific uh, incident. It was terrible. We all condemn it. And the people of all conscience condemn it. And, and you have seen the wave of protest, a global movement now, because the injustice and brutality is completely unacceptable, especially uh, in the country that we live in that upholds the rule of law, uh, that is known in the in the global stage as a leader who follows the uh, rights for everyone, every individual, irrespective of their uh, race, ethnicity, religious background, and what have you. That's what this country stands for. That's what, that these are the founding values of this this country. And every single time when you see somebody trying to uh, mess up with those values people are going to rise up, people are going to speak out, people are not going to let those people hijack the values that our country stands for. Right, and yes, going back to even 2017, when uh, there was uh, that Muslim ban enacted, uh, there were people from all religions and all communities who were protesting, even at the Dallas-Fort Worth airport, I remember, it wasn't just Muslims, it was Christians, it was Catholics, it was Hindus, it was everyone from all walks of life. Um, as you said, that it's that's what makes this country great, despite everything that's going on right now. Oh, oh yes, absolutely. If you remember at the airport, you know, when the people who were coming in, they were being detained. Uh, you probably saw the political leaders, even the mayor of Dallas was at the airport, the police officers and religious organization. And I do remember people spending day and night at the airport, making sure that they would not leave the airport until the last person detained was uh, taken out because uh, you cannot broad brush and you know, get everybody uh, uh, be labeled with the same narrative with one person mistake or this, you know, one individual, uh, you know, blunders. You cannot broad brush it at, at the entire community. So 
so people uh, of conscience and people who uh, stand up for the values and the rights of the countries they have been active right so looking from the outside um, a brown man who has established a successful business how does a, and i say this intentionally how does a brown successful businessman looking from the outside lead community into establishing that comfort level with different communities uh, from how you have been able to do that and this i'm asking before you even thought of coming into this public office um, dimension well um uh you know when when we came obviously primarily everyone who comes to this country comes for the economical reasons and they all want to uh, achieve the uh, american dreams and we all came for to pursuit of happiness and pursuit of our dreams uh after being uh, after having achieved that uh, i realized that you know a country that has been so kind people who have been so nice with us what would be our contribution as you can see the people serving in every walk of life including uh, take a medical field for example our doctors or nurses are out there uh, they are sacrificing their lives they are dedicating their times to serve the community you know see our body services so they are all all their service so the area that was we i felt that we were behind on was the public service uh public service is something that uh, needs to be uh taken seriously generally people try to go to the public office when they are uh, retired when they are done doing their businesses or are achieving their life goals i presented myself at the early age because i want to genuinely contribute back to the community to serve the community that i represent i want to be uh, dedicating my time and energies and experience that i have in the business to make sure that our city thrives our city gets the best of the best not that when i'm retired and then i go out there and and you know uh, because i have nothing else to do and then i go in and serve at the public office i want to make sure that i give the best when i have it right so when and you've been you've been a great individual i can attest to that from my personal experience with you uh, and i've seen you in terms of uh, how you coordinate your work stuff even when you were on the sidelines on the cricket field so transitioning from that into public or a public limelight what kind of transition you had to make and also the folks who are around you like your immediate family friends um has there been any specific transition or change you had to make well you see the, uh, when you run for the public office the time is the biggest investment that you will have to make uh, the family has to be made aware of that the time that was dedicated for them otherwise portion portion of it will be dedicated towards the public service and i'm very grateful for that uh, i had a full support of the family uh honoring me to go and pursue this uh, ambition and uh, serve the community because serving community has been the passion that i uh, i think it's part of my dna even if i am not uh at work uh, you will find me doing something for the community social work or whatever it is so uh, i i just had to serve the community serve 
after the speed that I live in. And time is the biggest sacrifice that has to be made. And I'm grateful that the, the family was on board on this one. And they are very well aware of it, that there would be a time that I would be dedicating my most of the day uh, serving the community. But they will join my hands to be a part of this as a team rather than sitting on the sideline. Another aspect of it, on a personal level, have there been any kind of changes in how you behave and how you um, work with individuals uh, on a daily level, daily scale? Have there been any changes that you've had to make or have you seen that you may have to make uh, coming from business into, um, I want to say, politics, which sometimes does compromise the integrity of individuals also. Um, and that's, that's why I wanted to ask you this question. Have you had to make any such compromises? I actually, I, I don't make any compromises on my principles or on my lifestyle or to represent myself who I am. There, there are absolutely, I just want to be transparent and present myself as is. Uh, my record in the public service is the one that speaks for, the, for itself. I did not have to make any changes to my behavior or anything of that sense. I want to be you know, open, transparent, and present myself to the community to accept me as is, and, and then move forward. So the, once I am elected and once I am in the office, and then obviously the time consumption uh, will definitely my first priority would be to represent the people of city that I represent right. and make sure that they become my top priority. So everything else would become secondary, obviously, because that's who I am committing to. So that, that change probably, change of committing my time and energy to serve the city will probably take place once I'm in the office. Before that, it's just life as usual. Right, okay. And so I have to ask this, and this is from a Pakistani perspective, and looking at the level of engagement our community has, and what I've seen has had over the course of years, how has that been from where you see it? Uh, we're in the same metroplex, but uh, we're still about 50 to 60 minutes apart. So how has the engagement level been when we talk about local politics from especially Pakistani community? Well, uh, the, the good thing is that people are, people are now rising up. People have started to feel need of it. They want to be representative, making sure that the, their voice is heard. Uh, and I can, I can see, uh, I think we have about four or five uh, candidates running for the office from Dallas-Fort Worth. And there have been several of them who have been uh, you know, pursuing the, this dream uh, uh, even before that, you know, I, we know very many of them. The, the proportionate to our community, obviously the representation at the public office is not such. But now that uh, now the, 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 with the help of some of the community members in the Metroplex who are, who are basically encouraging people to step up to this part of the, uh, you know, community and society where we can serve better, we can perform better uh, as we have done in other areas such as businesses, such as uh, medical field, uh, engineering. You know, in every field you see that we have done our contribution and, and people have excelled 
you know, we have doctors, engineers, scientists, professors, businessmen, entrepreneurs in, in every level of field. But this is something that was missing and now the people are um, diving into it and it's very encouraging. Right, so I wanna share an observation and I want your comment on that too, is uh, that now in last year or so, I have seen more Pakistanis uh, wanting to become part of this process because more and more folks are actually stepping up to the plate where they want to become part of the system in terms of public office holders. To what extent that has driven that uh, contribution from such as myself as a normal Dallas-Fort Worth individual who sees five people running for public office as opposed to one five years ago? I think the, the interest and the uh, intensity is, is going up and I see more people are showing interest in it. And, and we have to realize this, uh, serving in the public arena is it's not an easy job. The biggest, biggest sacrifice you make is, is your time, your family time. And then are you going to serve justice to your uh, office that uh, you're pursuing? That's the biggest challenge. So not everyone can do that, but our community have realized this now that if you want your voice to be heard, if you want you to have an impact in the decision making, you need to be part of that decision making. You cannot sit in the site and you know, someone beautifully said, uh, I forgot the name of the one individual who started uh, you know, the democratic and other parties caucuses in, in the area. Uh, the, the, the democracy in this country, if you are not part of the platter, you will be in the menu. Wow. So if you, want to, if you want to be part of the platter, then you need to step up to the plate. Otherwise, you will always be in the menu. So the, the, the interest of the people serving in the public arena is, is very encouraging. And I'm very pleased to see that happening. Uh, we have one candidate running in South Lake, Euless, you know, Frisco, obviously several of them in Dallas and other, other, other cities. Uh, and Irving obviously has been the, the lead on this one, Arlington and so forth. So they're, they're the people who are stepping up to the plate and it's very encouraging. Uh, I think slowly but gradually people are seeing that the importance of being in the, uh, in the service arena is very important to serve the, the community in the, in the public in the public office. Right, so I want to ask you is as a group of leaders uh, who are up for uh, local elections, what can the group of leaders do to motivate turnout from the perspective of Pakistani community also, where we come out to vote? Because I have seen a lot of folks, even in my immediate circle, they only vote once every four years, only for presidential. So what can the leaders who are running do and what kind of help they need from say, like I'm interested in you running for office to make sure that we get people to vote come election time? That is a huge challenge actually. That's, it's not something that, um, you know, that can happen overnight. You can see even in the national election that comes after every four years, the turnout is is not as big proportionate to the, the size of the population. That is very unfortunate. Mm -hmm. uh, 
the, the you know like i don't know how many people are taking part into the census i don't know how many people are actually uh, citizen and registered to vote so obviously we always go out and encourage them to register and vote in constant reminder and most of the time even though you constantly keep reminding them over and over and still they will come to you after the election is oh the voting has already passed you know that is an unfortunate situation we don't just don't pay importance to it now the second thing that what you have pointed out is very very important our our entire interest is uh, we should vote only in presidential election when it comes after four years what about the local elections people do not people do not realize that the people who make decision locally they impact your life for example take this uh, police brutality for example yeah. the people in the office the people who are in the council uh, they are the one who will be appointing the police chief and the police chief will in terms will be displaying the mindset of the council that is up so you understand so how important it is similarly not just the local election uh, take it for example school election your school board will be making the decisions for the future of your children so if you are not there to give them suggestion if you're not there to give them uh, your ideas if you're not there to contribute and then worst thing will happen is down the road if something goes against you all you will be doing is standing outside picketing and blaming and complaining when right. it was time for you to put the right person at the right place you completely forgot about it and it's very i think it's a very one of the most important civic duty of every individualist to make sure that they go out and cast the vote and to in order for them to cast the vote they need to register first you know you've been citizen for so many years you haven't even registered to vote so uh, a coordinated effort is required to it's a tough job but all we can do is to have a coordinated effort your biggest contribution would be to encourage people to go out there and register in your capacity you know one person at a time so so that if the entire community take the responsibility of having people go out there and vote and encourage them to have others to vote uh, i think the, the goal can be accomplished right but but it's a tough challenge because this is the last thing on the plate for people to give any priority to it right so let me turn our attention to a very important segment and that is those second generation american americans especially pakistani americans or desi americans who should be brought into this process um how have you seen their participation from um as much as you've been on the campaign trail uh and involved in local politics and how do you see that increasing well uh the interest of the public especially the young generation is virtually non-existing i'm very sad to report you that because in a very few people i would say maybe one or two people showed interest and rest of them was absolutely they have other uh, you know goals to achieve but this was the last thing in the to do list basically 
So this is something that we really need to focus on. If we really want to produce leaders in our community who can go out and become the productive member of the society and contribute towards uh, decision making, policy making, and giving suggestions, giving you know uh, uh, your point of view, uh, helping the community. This is something that needs to be inculcated in the brain, in the minds of the younger generation. And it starts from family, starts from home. Uh, because you have to go outside of your comfort zone. Uh, because I know when, when I was, uh, when I decided to run for the office uh, and some good friends of the city uh, you know, who were in the public office uh, advised me that it's not going to be an easy ride. It's not going to be People will bash you out. People will, you know, you know, throw filth at you and all of that. So people have, you know, generally people don't uh, get themselves ready to, you know, put themselves out there in their uncomfortable arena. But you have to face it. You have to take it. If you cannot face the challenge, you're not a leader. So you have to face the challenge and you have to uh, stay upright don't uh, give up on your values. Don't give up on your morality. If somebody wants to, uh, you know, uh, uh, go below the belt, you just move on. You just ignore and, and pass on. You just don't want, want to drop yourself to that level. You need to, because your mission is something else. Your mission is to serve the community, serve them. And during that service, if there is a hiccup on the way, just overcome it and move on. That's how... Uh, and that has to be taught from 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 home. Right. That needs to come from the grassroots, so the people can take uh, value to it. Right. So, very rightly said. Um, let's bring it home. Um, two things I'd like to ask. One is, as a minority leader, what would you to our national leadership in terms of, in light of everything that has transpired uh, as a solution piece, uh, looking from outside as a brown man, brown successful businessman who is now entering the political arena. Uh, that is one. And the last one, to wrap it up, how would you ask the local Pakistani community to get behind not only Pakistani leaders, but anyone they seem to relate to because of the policies and go out to vote. I asked both these questions, so I don't forget. So uh, let's take it with the first one. Uh, the biggest need of the time is to bring the nation together, bring them under one flag, united, for the United States of America. Mm -hmm. The diversity and the, the, the bouquet of flowers of diversity and the people from all different colors is the beauty of United States of America. That's what makes our country great. People of colors are no colors. People of you know, any colors, they have one fundamental constitutional right and that is justice and the liberty for all. Those are the founding principles of our country. Those need to be respected. I'm pretty sure for the founding fathers 
thought long and hard into it. So there was a reason for them to you know, incorporate that part of our constitution that need to be upheld. So the message to the national leadership is to bring the entire nations together, bring them call of unity is absolutely important. And that goes down to the local leaders, the state leaders, the religious leaders, the civil, civil and the civic leaders, the social leaders, the leaders who are serving at, at any level. Mm -hmm. And of course, the community. We need to bring our communities, all people from all walks of life together, united. United, our country is strong. United, we progress. United, we, we can always have a difference of opinion. They're welcome. They're part of the fabric of the United States. So the message of the U.S. is that it's do not talk about division. Always talk about uh, inclusiveness, diversity. Uh, talk about bringing people together. Talk about having the very core and fabric of U.S. upheld. That's what we need to talk about on a national level. So on a, on a local level, regardless what happened and where it happens, we need to stick to our, our guns and make sure that we play our role positively. It's one individual at a time. Mm -hmm. I, every one of us need to ask questions. What is my contribution towards the country that has given me so much? What is my contribution towards the city that has been so kind and nice to me? What is my contribution towards the school that my children have gone to? What is contribution towards the library that I've been to? What is the contribution towards the police department that protected my children? What is the uh, my contribution towards the fire department that was out there when the fire was broken out and they were out there to put it off? What is the contribution towards the, the health department that was out there to to protect ours when I was sick. So all these individuals need to realize that what is my contribution? When we start thinking that, then everything else will come and play its role in its place. So, so unity uh, and integrity and, and cohesiveness and uh, inclusiveness is the one that we all need to strive for. Right, fantastic. And I could not have said it better. Um, thank you, Jibhai. And um, it's always a pleasure speaking with you. And I always learn so much from any time you speak, be it a cricket ground, be it a, an event, a business event on a local scale, or like this. So I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me because I intend on following up on this uh, as we move closer to the elections because I genuinely believe that uh, you are a leader by virtue of personality, not by virtue of a title. And there are only very few individuals who can claim that, uh, and you don't even claim that. So uh, kudos to you. Thank you very much for everything you have done up until now, and uh, best of luck for everything you do in the future. And uh, I shall uh, speak with you again. Thank you so much for having me and really appreciate what you're doing for the community at Thank large. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. All right, uh, viewers, this was Mujib uh, Bhai for me, Mujib Bhai. And um, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm not going to add anything to what uh, Mujib Bhai said. 
The need of the hour is unity. Uh, the need of the hour is being together, cohesiveness. At the end of the day, I can agree or disagree with you, but as long as we do that in a civil manner, that is what will take this country forward, our communities forward, our children's lives forward, because of which we came here. We left our homes to make this our adopted home. So let's take care of this adopted home so that our homeland can be proud of us. Let's take care of us in what we do, in what we say, and how we say. With that, keep watching, and I will see you guys next time. Thank you.